Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists at a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Woke up this morning. There's a whole bunch of white stuff all over the freaking ground. I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of... Uh, I got to move, man. I, I, I'm, moving to, I'm moving to a fucking You want the town. sunshine. I want sun. I you want, want sand. Trees. I want bikinis. I want Speedos. Now, I are want... you wearing the bikini? Because then we're going to change the topic. Ah, okay. Yeah, man. Because all those european guys they make amanda fun. you're so lucky they make fun of us all the time the european guys they're like oh look long shorts <laughs> long shorts the same way we're like oh speedo right it's true yeah well hey everyone it's amanda and yeah we're uh, here in shorts. toronto with lots of snow and um actually the podcast today has been a long time coming our guest christina is yeah. rmt uh she's the owner of alter- uh, alternative healing uh clinic in vaughn and we have been going back and forth for about a year but like myself she's got young children and you know being a mom and an entrepreneur and balancing all this stuff it was really difficult to set a date and time and then of course we finally did get to setting stuff up and then covid so we are recording today over the phone it was have been really nice to have a face-to-face chat but such is life so um christina thank you for talking to us over the phone while your husband watches your kitties in another room of the this house is, you are most welcome this is my break i'm like okay i'm upstairs nobody talk to me so um before we get started christina can you for our listeners give a little bit of an introduction on yourself how long you've been practicing um when you decided to open your own clinic and sort of the concept of alternative healing and on because I, I really like a lot of the stuff you're doing and we're going to focus on some certain areas, but give everyone a general overview of what your place looks like. Sure. Um, so I've been a massage therapist actually on November 28th was seven years. Um, we started, I started with just one room, renting a room. I knew that I wanted to have a multidisciplinary clinic one day. So when I was picking the name, I wanted it to be um you know, a little well-versed in everything. So I chose alternative healing. Can I ask you a question, actually? Sure. Did yeah. you choose that also because I know like way back, we used to consider choosing names that were high up in the alphabet. <laughs> yes. So yes. You, seriously, <laughs> what I did was draw, I, I wrote on a piece of lined paper because I'm old. I'm an old soul. I'm only 33, uh, turning 33 like next year, but I like pen and paper. So I wrote down two lists and I and I wrote down a bunch of words that resonated with me in our profession, massage therapy, treatment, everything. And I, I matched them up and whatever I didn't like scratched out. And it literally this process took a week for me to for me to uh, pick our name. And then I was like, you know what? Alternative. I know that I want to go that route eventually one day, maybe with like a naturopath or a holistic something, right? So I was like, okay, alternative stays. And then in school, they teach you, you know, you have to have uh, some sort tell you what you do. So I was like, oh, massage uh, therapy has to be at the end. I was like, hmm, what else do we do? Oh, we heal. So that's literally what happened. And I was like, but we have to go with the A because it pops up first. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely what I did. And a lot of people don't catch that. But I was like, yep. I was a little strategic there. I'm also old school. I actually, um, until January 2021, I'm actually still using paper files. I decided because I still. I think this is a. I don't know if this oh, is like no, an OCD no, no. thing. You guys got to no. switch over. We no, are. We I are switching. I just calm got, down, Mark. You know what? Though I it's not even Jane. just. Oh, <laughs> I just. I just was was talking to one of the one of the dudes from Notero, and they're now going to start to be able to have direct billing mixed right into their platform. I thought yeah. that was really fucking cool. 
casual. I'm like, oh my God, a one-stop shop is is ideal on that. Yeah, so we, I'm going to be switching, but I'm like, I don't know if, like I said, if it's like an OCD thing, I wanted it to be like clean. So I decided, because mm-hmm. I sort of made this decision when we reopened uh, post-COVID that I was going to switch from my paper files and start doing things uh, digitally. And then I was like, you know what? I don't want to do this until January. I want like right. January fresh, to start. Yeah. Fresh, fresh start and yeah. start with no tarot. I'm a, pe- I'm a pen and paper guy though. Yeah. <laughs> We're so I do old. both. So, But I, I am old, unlike you, by the way. <laughs> I'm actually old. Are you, I'm not, we're not going there. I'm not falling for that trap. You guys are, you don't look old. Well, thank you. But <laughs> you don't my, look old. My, uh, my identification will say something different. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, my husband's seven years older than me, so I call him old. So if you're older than that, I apologize. <laughs> yes, he yeah, is. You better, you better get that apology working a little bit better than that. <laughs> Listen, uh, you can come into the shop and I will give you a massage. Okay, that sounds fair. I'm good. <laughs> there you call go. me old all you want. Then. Right? We'll just exchange massages every time I call you old today. <laughs> I think I'm at two. I think I'm at two. <laughs> um, but yes, going back, going back to that uh, seven years uh, in those seven years I have taken uh, many courses but now we we solely focus on functional rehab um, and we really incorporate movement into every massage therapy uh, treatment especially with the children as well so we have a pediatric division so we're we're well-rounded we treat everybody except pets <laughs> I'm sure there's a course for that I saw it somewhere yep um, but we don't treat pets yet, uh, everybody and of all abilities. So we do uh, holistic nutrition, hypnotherapy, aqua therapy, functional rehab, and our pediatric division. So cool. So And that's what seven cool. years brought us to. Yeah. Oh, and oncology massage. Oh, wow. Okay. So how yeah. many, including yourself, how many practitioners do you have at your clinic? We have, uh, including myself, four massage therapists. Actually, one was on your podcast. I didn't even realize until I was scrolling through your feed the other day. Uh, Christopher Lamb. Oh, stop. Okay. Yeah. So uh, two independent contractors, one employee and myself, and we have a hypnotherapist. Very cool. We actually had a hypnotherapist on the podcast not long ago. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Actually, also from Vaughn. Um, Oh, really? What what made you decide to incorporate hypnotherapy? Was it something that you had experienced yourself as a patient or like, how does this come about? So actually, no, Uh, she reached out to me. I've heard of hypnotherapy, but it wasn't something thing that I actively researched. And um, she reached out to me. Uh, She saw my clinic and loved what I stood for and what we stood for. And uh, she really saw herself in there. So then I started doing some research and I said, oh, okay, I need to know what hypnotherapy is about. And when I when I discovered that it actually isn't, you know, like on stage, like you think hypnotherapy, you're thinking, on stage with a little clock in front of you and then like tick yeah. tock tick tock go Something to sleep that happens at right? yuck yucks, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> right Some sort of comedy show yeah yeah so i was like mm, i'm very careful with what i bring into the clinic i was like i don't know but then when i realized that it actually delves into like your subconscious uh sorry subconscious and brings you back to like you know childhood and and memories start popping up and you actually you know get to the root of a problem And then the meditation to help you is just, you know, um, a meditation. I was like, oh, you know what? This is this is pretty cool. You can change habits, you addictions, every anger, stress, anxiety. That's everyone's going through that right now. So uh, that's what I that's how I chose to bring it in, especially now. 
during these times. What was the response from your clients? Were the, uh, was there a lot of skepticism at first or were people super excited? It's super new. It's still super new right now. I think we're only a month in okay. and um, a lot of skepticism, a lot of skepticism. So my approach right now is to take to uh, leverage social media but really depict what it is. So um, whether it's getting uh, just say an influencer in or somebody in uh, complimentary just to try it, um, to show them that it's not a gimmick that you would think uh, online or or in a comedy show, and it actually really does help. Um, so we're really trying to depict um, what it is and how it helps. So whether that's, uh, through where she was trained, I just posted a video of explaining it or just getting someone in complimentary just to really try it out, but it's still a process. It's still new. Like anything else we have to educate. Right. And that's what we're, that's what we're doing. We're trying to educate on it. Well, anybody listening, if you've been curious about hypnotherapy, now is the time go try it out at alternative healing and let (laughs) people know. Have you tried a hypnotherapy session before? Um, Myself? Yeah. I'm actually going to try it next week. Oh, cool. 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 Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I want to know how it goes. I will. I'm going to come back. I'm going to call you guys. We'll talk about it. I got a great idea. Uh, I got, I got one better. Why don't we come up to your place one time and one of us will sit through it and we'll do it. That is amazing. Oh, Oh, she's going to be so excited when I tell right, her when we get let's out. Let's schedule phone. something like that. Yeah, yeah let's do for that. For sure. For sure. So the hypnotherapy stuff is definitely fascinating. Um, initially, when you and I talked a year ago, mm-hmm. what was really interesting to me was your focus, uh, you know, in the pediatric division, your focus mm-hmm. on babies and even hydrotherapy. And, you know, you said, let's debunk some myths. And I was like, yes, you know, we've never really talked a lot about just babies and how these types of therapies benefit babies. So talk to me about your pediatric division, because that's really interesting to me. So uh, we decided to open that because we met a we met a little girl named uh, Michaela and she had a global cognitive delay and I was treating her and I was like, you know what? Um, actually you guys run a course that I'm really interested on the understanding movement one. Mm-hmm. Um, so cardiovascular activity and things like that really help, um, your neurokinetic chain. So I was like, you know what, this, this child needs some sort of, um, water therapy. So I took to Google and I was like, you know what, let me see what's in Vaughn. They can't really travel far. Only Blue Review, I think, has one for pediatric. And that's a huge wait list. There was nothing in Vaughn other than swimming. And um, But what is around are the baby spas. All these places are popping up. They're putting kids in tubs. They're getting a massage. But like, how how good is it? So the answer is, it is really good, but you have to know what you're doing. It's not just a baby mill. So then I said, you know what, let me bring it to Vaughn. There's nothing in Vaughn yet. And, I, and I'm and i very strategic with how I did it because of our credentials. I want it to mean something. I want it to be a part of a treatment. I don't want just babies in a tub. <laughs> right? That just sounds Sus- funny. All suspended, suspended from what some people describe as a, a hemorrhoid pillow. <laughs> right? <laughs> they do kind of look like hemorrhoid pillows. Yeah. So <laughs> also that, even better. <laughs> so um, those flotation neck devices um, can, are safe. And I actually brought it to my pediatrician and uh before i off before we opened because i really i do a lot of research and i was like okay how old do you think you could be before we strap this on to a child whose neck development isn't fully developed right mm-hmm. i don't want anything happening to the vascular systems or or anything in the neck and the answer is it is safe and it should be in von york region 
um, it is from th- uh, three or four months old. And now when you put them in the tub, the we're not stretching anything in the neck because of the buoyancy of the water. So we really use the buoyancy of the water for their movement and to target the core, to target the cardiovascular system for digestion. Um, if they have uh, a special needs, then we really work on proprioception um, depending on, depending on their treatment plan. So, um, that's, that's where I started with it. I really wanted hydrotherapy to encourage, uh, the neurological and physical development, uh, to improve like the sleep patterns because you're going through the cardiovascular system. So they're going to get tired with their exercise, um, relieves gas, improves muscle development. Um, and then we incorporate uh, sensory motor development coordination in there as well. And then they get their massage. Amazing. Um, right? So you can start from three to four months. Are you just treating babies in this way? Like, or how, no. how old do you so go? So then I, so at first I was, because I didn't know like how it would be received. Then I realized this is like a little hot tub. So if someone is submerged in there, we can still do exercises for toddlers. So then we started going older. So at first it was up to up to like uh, 16 months. Um, but then I realized that if a child is four or three, they could squat in there and we can do a lot of core workouts like scissor kicks. So then we went all the way up to actually seven years old. Oh, wow. And it would, and we use the controlled environment. What does that mean? So the tubs are like two and a half by three and a half by three feet. Like that's how it's a, it's a small tub. So if a seven-year-old is in there, they're more in like the squatted position the whole time, really engaging their core. So we use the controlled environment to do smaller controlled movements. Okay. Are you working mostly with um, children with some sort of special need or like um, like some sort of developmental or physical disability that this is benefiting them? Or do you have sort of typical seven-year-olds that you just think this could benefit them by doing some sort of yeah. hydrotherapy and exercise in the water? Uh, absolutely. So both. Yeah. So we opened it to both because a lot of children um, saw the benefit for it, even if they didn't have any any atypical uh, development. This is fascinating to me. I feel yeah. like Mark's actually watching a video on your website to see what oh, it looks like. Uh, did you did you find it on there? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, yeah. We have yeah. a video right on there. So that little actually those those uh, that family is from Alberta and they came in on the holidays and we put their daughter inside it. But those are those are how big the tubs are. Um, but now we moved into a new clinic. So uh, where I was, I couldn't get permits for what I needed to get a bigger tub. So now in September, we moved to our, our forever home. And actually, if you're on my if you're ever on my Instagram account, um, I just posted my seven year post. And that explains our whole like serendipitous story of how we actually got this last place. And it's, it's an epic story. It's really, and I'm a sucker for good stories. Like, you know, like cheesy Christmas movie stories. Yeah. You're giving me a lot, you're giving me a lot of buildup. I feel like I need to hear this story right now. So you gotta tell, you gotta tell us how did you end up where you are? Uh, seven years ago, I started, uh, in this plaza where we are now and I was previously an esthetician and makeup artist. So I was at a spa, went to massage therapy school, graduated, rented one room there. A year later, I moved two doors down into a chiropractor clinic because it was just monetarily um, more advantageous for me. He offered it to me for less. 
Um, and I stayed there for two years, got pregnant, had my first child, got pregnant again very quickly. I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? What did we do? Well, How am I, I going to run did. my business? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, when someone loves someone very much, <laughs> my husband's home for the winter, okay? <laughs> He's in construction. <laughs> Um, so then I was, I was like, okay, um, I need help. So my, my girlfriend, she, uh, she had a clinic at, um, near, near us. And she was like, you know what, why don't you come here? I'll help you out. We have other massage therapists here. If you can't find a locum, you know, we'll, we'll take your clinics, do a commission split and all that. I was like, you know what, I I need the help. So then we ended up moving, uh, out of this plaza and into um, where we stayed for four years. And um, I ended up becoming a co-lease partner. I ended up getting our, expanding into our uh, pediatric division and then realized that I, I wasn't zoned properly to get my big tub. So then I go fix, my kids broke their iPad and I snapped. I was like, this is like the third iPad. We have to go fix it. I'm not buying another one. I come to this plaza where I, where I used to work, uh, fix my iPad at the cell phone doctor. And he's like, oh, are you coming back to the plaza? And I was like, what are you talking about? How'd you know I was looking for somewhere? He's like, oh, no, I wasn't. But your old place is renting. I was like, what? So I went over. It didn't work for me. The layout didn't work for me anymore. But then where I bought my wedding dress, I bought like my wedding dress and like bridesmaid dresses, mother of the bride, everything I bought was in this one shop. I go there. I'm like, oh, Joe, are, are you leasing? And he's like, yeah, I am. Are you interested? I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. But this needs like a whole build out. And he's like, well, if you want it, you'll take it. I ended up, I was like, you know what? In the midst of a pandemic, I have to move. If I move somewhere that I don't know my landlords, I'm screwed. Like, you know, that was a, a big, a big factor for me. I was like, oh my God, how about if the landlords don't care? How about if we close down again? I'm moving in the middle of a pandemic. So I'm like, you know what? I This is how I, I navigate life. I just close my eyes, jump in, figure it out. <laughs> it's probably not. <laughs> that's that's basically like a jump off a cliff. And I was like, oh, what do I do now? Although I actually don't, I actually don't believe that. Everything you've said up to this point makes it makes me realize that you actually are very strategic in your moves. Like you know where you want to go. I, I do. And I am. You see something. You're like, okay, this makes. Sense. And that's why it seems so serendipitous. You went there to fix an iPad and realize, well, wait a second, maybe this could work. I know the landlord. It is all very strategic. But when you are an entrepreneur and you're in a scenario where you have a problem that needs to be solved, you don't have time to sit on your fucking you hands don't. and him and you haw. It's don't. make a decision. And that's why Mark and yeah. I seem very impulsive in almost everything we do. But it's not impulse. <laughs> Really? really? Did you drive through a snowstorm this morning to buy us a new dining set because I saw it on Marketplace and it was a good price? Yeah. Did that happen? Yeah, that happened. <laughs> like we see something, we're like, this makes sense. It works in our space. Go, go get it. Right. Start the car. That's exactly. Start the car. <laughs> so yes, we understand as entrepreneurs, yeah. you kind of have to, you have to sometimes throw stuff against the wall, hope it sticks because yep. it it's a solution that needs to happen. it doesn't, you figure it out. Exactly. Right? What's the worst that can happen? You have to figure it out. There's always a solution. And that it, that's exactly it. I, I do navigate like that my, my entire life. It's like, okay, what's the worst that can happen? At least I tried, right? Yep. If I didn't try, it's what if. Well, it made, it made sense to me too. Like you said, in the middle of a pandemic, when people are telling horror stories of their landlords, oh, yeah. not giving them a break yeah. and then getting evicted and this and that, to move into somewhere where you already know that like you knew you had to move anyway so what's the point exactly of, of him exactly and so, so it was back only, to joe <laughs> yeah joe so joe and helen are the landlords and uh they owned monty bridal 
And I was like, you know what? He's like, yeah, well, we're going to move upstairs because we don't do bridal anymore. And we're going to rent downstairs. Someone's interested. And I was like, no, don't take them. Like, please give me a chance. Let me go home, talk to my husband, see if I can afford this. And then, and then I'll get back to you. And it was literally only $600 more than what I was paying. I was like, oh my God. Okay. Hustle a little more, get six more people in. and I could afford the unit. Right. Thank you for saying <laughs> Mark that. just sat up like so happy because, when you said that. Because it's so weird to me. Like today I saw like in a Facebook group, someone saying, I want to put together a petition for our membership fees for the, for the college to be like split because, or not because it's already split. In other words, I don't want to pay the full price of my membership fee because I, I didn't, I wasn't able to work for a quarter of the year i think to myself are you fucking kidding me like you're like it's it's do do eight more treatments you're done exactly it's under 800 (laughs) bucks what we pay and it's even split into two payments of under 400 bucks a pop i didn't even know that yeah and if you can't make that freaking happen like you maybe it's time to reevaluate the way you're going about your work or take one of your courses on business (laughs) 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 on there business is there yeah, yeah but someone that's also him and hawing about paying you know 400 bucks in two different shots they're they're definitely not one that's going to be looking to invest in themselves and, and then pay for a course and, right? and that's what it is how dead set are you investing in yourself because i don't there no is not in my vocabulary zero like and i feel like to be an entrepreneur uh, entrepreneur in today's world no has to be out out yeah. And it's just, how am I going to get there? Sit yeah, down, exactly. how make I, a plan. Yep. How are you going to get there? That's exactly it. And once you, like, I, as I said, once you know what the problem is, now it's just find a solution. There's no time to sit down and worry about the problem. It's just, okay, where do we need to go from here? And you knew I have to move. Here's a space. It doesn't exactly work for me. It's a little over my budget, but how do I make this work? Like, how it's not, it oh, it's over my budget. Let me keep looking. What's the point? You're right. going to end up in a scenario where there's going to be another. The thing is, when you're, when you're working for yourself, there's always another problem. Like oh, that's something God. that maybe problems don't stop. Exactly. When you're an entrepreneur, you have to be okay with the fact that there's always going to be a problem to solve. There's always going to be yeah. something. There's always going to be some shit hitting the fan, and you're like, "Fuck, how do I fix this?" Like, I mean, just 100%. the most simple example. This morning, I actually say those words too. Like my kids, yeah. God bless them. They don't swear. I don't know how because I'm a trucker. It's so bad. and But they don't. I was like, okay, my kid's starting uh, kindergarten. And I was like, oh my God, child service is going to be at my door because she's going to be like, mama says this and mama says that. <laughs> no, right? you know what? Actually, my kids don't swear either. And if you've heard me on yeah. the podcast, I don't know how either. No, I have I, heard your podcast. <laughs> but see, I don't swear at home in front of them or at least not, oh, inten- not intentionally. Not intentionally, yeah. But yeah, like, I mean, there's always something. This morning, Mark goes to send out a mass email to let people know like our 2021 course calendar is, I just got is it. going out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he goes to send it out. Guess what happens? The fucking website decides to go all wonky and it's stuck. Of it's course stuck, it does. It's stuck he has in limbo. To do. Yep, it's stuck yeah. in limbo. And at this moment, he's like, I got to drive the kid to school. I've got to go pick up this dining yeah. room set that Amanda found yeah. in the marketplace and wants. Fucking Amanda and her dining room set. Right? He's like, I got <laughs> yeah, right? like, to go do all this shit. And we have a podcast with like the person are, that didn't know their name. It's like you guys are in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, and at this moment, I remember I just looked at him and he's like, he just looked at me and we both just went, well, fuck, like, like literally just here's another thing. So I was like, okay, I will handle the emails. And I just kept checking, checking. I was like, hey, it was sent. I got it. And then, you know, he's in the car stuck in the snow. I'm taking my kid to gymnastics. But, you know, 
we're sort of like bouncing back and forth off each other. Like you, you need to handle all email inquiries right now. Okay, now I'm driving. You need to handle email. Like, you know, we, you just figure it out. Well, however you have to do it, you figure it out. Right. That's it. So that's what I did. So I said, you know what, Joe, I'm going to take it. I've known you guys for 10 years. I want like a five plus five plus like I'm not, I don't want to move. <laughs> if I'm going to do this again is like, you cannot, I, I need this place. And, um, he gave it to me. And not only did he, did they give it to me, they gave me a free month when someone else wanted it and would have paid full. They gave me, um, a break on every year of the rent. And I didn't even ask for that. So I was just like, okay, thank you universe. Thank you. God bless. Like, <laughs> thank you so much. Um, and then that's it. And, and then, um, what happened? I, I, um, we have three rooms. I was like, okay, I need to put the tubs back in here, but I need a permit for that. So I'm not going to do that yet. Cause I don't know what the heck's happening with the economy. What do I do best? We do massage We're it's going to be October, November, December season. You know what? Forget the tubs for now. Be grateful. You found a place. Then what happened was, uh, the place we were at was called Botability, and she's still she's still working, um, but moved in with our friend. And the other massage therapist that was there was like, "Okay, well, I need a I need a place to go now because that place doesn't work for me." So then she ends up renting a room for me. Then Christopher um, worked at an arena, and that's Toronto. So now right. he needed a room, so he came on board, and now we have a stacked roster, nice. like stacked. Yeah, and I was just like. Okay, this is why I had to take the place. Like, okay, see, solution. Solution. <laughs> you jumped, figured it out. I've been in the plaza for 10 years. It was it's such a good environment. You guys have to come by even just for a juice just to shoot the shit. Like, um it's it's great. And the environment, what it looks like, I was like, you know what? Everyone wants to be on vacation, right? You go places like this, you want to just relax as soon as you get in right? Even if it's just a clinic, you, you want to just shut it down. Like we can't shut our brains down. So as soon as you come in, it's filled with tropical plants and whites, greens, fresh, nice smelling scents, you know, to get the old factories going. And um, you're offered a tea, coffee, water, fresh pressed juice. And then we go into the treatment room and it's total zen totals and but quality treatment love it yeah. so do you have a date set for when the tubs go in and when that the hydro yes. gets back up and going yes so now that we know that we're still essential um i'm going to shoot for february because it takes about 20 days to get a permit mm -hmm. if york region like isn't behind um and we're not gonna i might bring one of the small tubs that you saw in the video but i or I'm just going to do the hot tub because the hot tub is bigger space. I can get in there with the bigger children's if they have disabilities to do some mobility work with their joints. Right. So I might not bring the small tubs, but there will be um, a hot tub for sure to work for both adult and, and children and an infrared sauna as well. Did your school have an advanced hydrotherapy, hydrotherapy course? They did not. They did not. I'm the one that did all the research after. Actually, they took it out because we were Elmcrest. So that's where I went to school right. at Lawrence and Caledonia. And then Bryan College bought it out. Yep, yep. And then they took out hydrotherapy. But it was like a very basic, like thermophore, uh, mustard pack. When, right? when you say they took out hydrotherapy, they removed that from the curriculum, you mean? Or they, they, the they got thermophore, yeah. So that mm -hmm. school never had like a, a full-on hydrotherapy lab then, eh? 
No. Oh, no, no, no. There's not many yeah. schools that do. Because like what you're running right now and the, the plans you have for it, it's very, very similar to what you would get from like a CCMH when, you know, CCMH right. was a thing. Yeah. You know, oh, there I was, was full, so sad. There were full hydrotherapy yeah. labs, hot tubs, whirlpools, showers, really? s- steam room saunas, the whole bit. What? Yeah. It, I didn't even know oh, that. It was insane. Like, so oh, when, man. Yeah, because like I, we get a lot of people that come through here and when we start, when I start talking about hydrotherapy, they're like, what, what's, what's, what's an effusion i'm like oh you guys have never been you know around this before so, right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah oh I my goodness i didn't even know that yeah it's actually really what cool took stuff. me seven years i could have just taken that ccmh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. oh my goodness wow yeah no honestly i just i uh even with the pediatric massage therapy so in school um actually something else that i'm doing i don't stop can you guys tell that i don't stop it's just I don't sleep. It sounds like your brain works the way ours do. Like it's yeah. you know twenty steps ahead of where your mouth is, and you're just trying to catch yeah. up. <laughs> oh yeah, all day. You should see my. I have so one of the massage therapists, Gabriella. She's actually a childhood friend, and she has a kin background. She didn't finish her kin, but she was like, you know what? I still want to do stuff with, with um, you know, movement and everything. I'm like, you know what? Go, go get your massage therapy uh, license. And then come come into the shop. Like if you don't want to do a full out kin degree and you want movement, you want to help people, massage therapy is for you. So then she became a massage therapist and I was like, done, hurry up, come, <laughs> come work. So she's been with me for a year and she she's the only one that knows how I function mentally, <laughs> psychologically, I should say. I don't even have to finish my sentence. She's like, okay, yeah. Yeah, she's been around me so much that she just knows uh, when I I go all different all different routes. Actually, well, one of our um, messages and DMs, I was like, I finally have my squirrel, uh, my ducks in a row instead of squirrels at a rave. That's how I describe. <laughs> that's how I describe my brain. It's squirrels, squirrels at a rave. Squirrels at a rave. rave. I love on that. caffeine. <laughs> Are you a coffee drinker, Christina? Oh yeah, espresso all the way. Okay. <laughs> Maybe you need to have one less espresso during the day. No, (laughs) I'll try for you. I'll try. Maybe next conversation. Actually, but you know what? Being so high, like, you know, vibe like this all the time. When I took massage therapy, it really grounded me. And in treatment, I'm completely like off completely different and engaging the client. If they have a conversation, I obviously have a conversation with them, but it actually grounded me so much. My husband's like, do you want to just massage me all the time? Because you're the calmest when you're, <laughs> when you're massaging, just shut it down. Um, sorry, going back, um, what I, uh, for the pediatric massage therapy, um, I actually just took everything I learned from my functional movement classes. Um, I took behavioral children, behavioral courses, um, sensory motor courses, and, and I'm a critical thinker. So then I started treating kids of all abilities because I understood it's like everything else, right? You understand the condition, you understand the anatomy, and that's all you need. Yeah, I think what you're doing with, I mean, obviously with everybody is great, but the uh, kids with special needs, I think this is so, so important. Um, yeah, because, there's a huge void Yeah, and I for think, pediatric massage therapy. Do you have yeah. a referral system set up with specialists and MDs and stuff or no? I do. Um, I, have, I have a referral system with my doctor. I have a referral system with um, occupational therapy clinic in awesome. Bonn called smile therapy for kids and they're huge they do intensive therapies for like 
global cognitive delayed children. Um, I have a referral system with a swimming school. There's a, and this unit that I'm in right now has a doctor's office right beside me. So that was a no brainer to take this, to take this unit too. Aside from your own doctor, were building these connections difficult to do or were they from, uh, easily from accepted? My, from my personality, it wasn't difficult because I'm very assertive and I just go the route of educating, um, telling you what I am knowledgeable in and showing you and it was it was accepted it was easily accepted mm-hmm. but i i think i know where you're going with that like sometimes are you are you going to the point of like sometimes mds and and other professions don't view us as equals or yeah, how they, we could help and along with that or they want the money 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 oh yeah so actually um well that's a, that's a long time ago i was doing a referral system with a cairo and before i knew that it was illegal um, <laughs> um, you know, he was like, oh, okay. Uh, every client I send to you, you know, there's a $20 fee. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. No problem. I'm brand new and shiny. And, um, and, and then like, you know, I was doing some research. I was like, wow, this is getting expensive. Like, why doesn't he just refer to me? And then I was like, oh my God, it's illegal. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not supposed to be do doing that? this. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I was like, after that, I just, I knew my worth. And I was like, listen, no, you don't want to refer to me. No problem. Mm-hmm. Someone else else will right it, that means you don't see my worth and i'm worth a lot right i'm really glad the ot's were willing to work with you because as i said like i just right. think this is i think this is like really an untapped market and how great hydrotherapy i mean for everybody but f- just as an example um the swim school that my kids go to um they in they integrate the children with special needs into their yeah, classes they see? don't they don't have separate classes and there is a child with special needs in my youngest daughter's class and i mean he has good days and bad days but what one thing i noticed is <laughs> so <does> he's <laughs> right <laughs> one thing i noticed is that he's calmest when he's in the water if he's having a really hard day as soon as the instructors can get him in the water and you know they start very simple you know they just let him kind of like move his arms around in the water then they let him kick his legs a little bit and then she'll slowly like you know she'll hold his head and let him float on his back in the water and once he's in there he just kind of zens out and then he will listen to the instructors like he'll start out kicking and screaming and whatever but the water just calms him and I just watch his body change even like he seems almost like spastic before he's going in and then his limbs just kind of chill and he will let he'll let it happen so I can just imagine when you've got kids with uh global cognitive delays or any kind of like physical disability, getting them in the water and them just being aware of their body in the water. Right. And And that's what it's about. It's incredible. And it all depends on what they have, because um, if they have any sensory issues, then sometimes uh, the water temperature or even the lightest touch will set them off. Mm -hmm. Or if they have any ocular um, imbalances, having something, a floating device around their neck is not a good idea, right? right? Um, Because it just throws off the proprioception if they only have view in one eye. Um, So we have different floaties for different different conditions. Um, And also going back to what you just said, there's um, a huge gap uh, in in treating children um, and how much massage therapist or massage therapy can actually uh, help and, and what's within our scope Right. Even generally for adults, like a lot of people, when when I throw in a 90 minute session and half hour of that is uh, functional movement and breath, they're like, we I didn't know massage therapists could do this. This is massage therapy. I'm like, this is how I do massage therapy. <laughs> right. 
Like, oh, um, you're you're making me move my arm, but you're not just massaging my where it hurts. Like, nope, right? And so it's about educating on what we're actually capable of and and it's all within our scope, right? So, so when did your practice go to this? I mean, like when did you come up with these? Four years ago. W- what happened four years ago? Because this is not the way Brian College teaches you what to do. Right? This is not the way most not. places teach you what to do. So what, what, what brought you here? When I went to my friend's clinic, Botability, uh, she was... She did functional movement, neurokinetic therapy, and these courses, she had immaculate dissection courses at the shop. And I was like, oh, wow, this is incredible. And and I went for a treatment with her because I don't know if you guys had a chance to read my bio. I had a posterior spinal fusion because of severe scoliosis in a car accident. And, um, and I, I would get stuck a lot. And my diaphragm would turn off. And while I was my ergonomics while massaging is not the greatest. So I wanna I wanted to preserve my longevity of um treat like uh being a massage therapist. So I went to her and I was like, oh my God, you gave me 10 years of information. I mean, you gave me information in one and a half hours that 10 years of doctors didn't tell me. And it's not their fault, they're just not trained functionally, right? So I was like, what is this? And she's like, this is just functional movement and um, neurokinetic therapy. So because I have two small children, a lot of my CUs, I've looked for things online, did my own research, or um, because I can't physically take off three days to go do a course. So I started with just immaculate dissection, and th- that's where um, they I got introduced to functional movement and subsystems and uh referral pains from organs and um, floss nerve flossing and and all these different things that that is still within my scope of practice we don't diagnose but I could know something is wrong that I can't help you before I even touch you and refer out right mm-hmm. um, and then come back to me when we clear everything out and then we'll do we'll do functional movement and so yeah that's that's where I got introduced to it so going to that clinic and my friend Dr. Monica Chata was really a blessing and and I learned a lot. That's where I met Chris, uh, Christopher Lamb. That's where I met Alyssa, which is now uh, and also uh, she is a massage therapist for seven years and does holistic nutrition and um, RMT in my shop. So yeah, it was a true blessing. To, it, it changed my practice completely. And then I brought that knowledge to pediatrics. And how did your, like your clients that were seeing you before all of this happened, was it re- well received? It? Yeah. Like, did they think, okay, this is cool? Or were they like, eh, I just want a massage. Just give me a so, massage. I got both responses. So some people came in and was like, why, why are we working on breath? Like, I want you to massage my back. That's where it hurts. Right. And I was like, okay, I just want you to, and I just educate them. I go, no problem. If that's what you need and that's what you feel, it works and makes you feel better. No problem. I just want you to know that um, you're going to come back, right? With the pain, it's going to reoccur, but I'll do that for you. No problem. So I have, I have both. I have a little bit of both. And the the other aspect of it was, oh my God, you've learned so much. And uh, now I feel like I'm in control of my body, right? Now I understand it. Oh my God, you, you always, you always educate me. You always tell me what's going on and I can understand it. Right. So I got both both of both worlds. I think that's really important. No matter what, um, no matter what type of therapist you are, no matter how you're practicing, I think it's really important to educate your clients about what you're doing and why. I know Mm -hmm. this is a little bit of a tangent, but I had a client just 
um, sort of compliment me on that the other day. She's like, I like that you always tell me what you're doing and why you're right. doing it. Like you're not just doing things, you know? And I said, well, mm-hmm. and I kind of made a joke out of it. And I'm like, well, I want you to be prepared for when you're going to hate me and when things are going to be uncomfortable right. and when I'm going to make you exercise. And then I want you to be prepared for, you know, when we're just going to be chilled out. And, um, but I think that's super important. Like my clients yeah. don't feel like, like, yes, massage therapy in traditional form is very passive, but I also incorporate some movement like you do. But I, I do a lot mm-hmm. of passive therapy for sure. I do a lot of manual work. Yeah, a lot of it is do. passive. Yeah. But I I think it feels less passive and they feel a little more in control and become mm-hmm. very aware of what's going on in their bodies. If I'm telling them, like, this is what I'm finding. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I think is happening. And this is what I'm going to do about it it helps them to then be more aware of it when they're not on the table. Like, oh, you know how you said my shoulder was doing this and that? I, I noticed it when I was driving or whatever. And then right. it brings awareness to them. So I think, you know, for manual therapists, keeping your clients in the loop about what's happening is is really important. And I don't, think, I don't think everybody does that. I think it's a lot of like, get on the table, be quiet. I'm going right. to do my work. Right. <laughs> or, you know, you know what? I had... um. I had a, when I was looking for another massage therapist, there was an, I interviewed people and, um, one of them, I, I always, if they pass the, you know, the talking part of the interview, I get a, a practical and they have to massage me. And one of them was like, yeah, I know that hurts, but don't worry. It's going to feel better. And I was like, no, no, you're like, I had to tell them three times that this is hurting me. It's like, it's, it's really hurting me. And they just didn't listen. And I I was just like, how? Like, as a therapist, and I've been doing it for seven years, like, how do you think it's okay to say, it's okay that you're, you're cringing right now, because I know better, I'm a therapist. And I was like, Oh, my God, no, there's no place for you here. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I wish you all the best. But uh, unfortunately, it's just, uh, it doesn't align with what we're looking for or whatever. That's, that's the key word there, align. Um, When I first started out, I actually hated the idea of active interviews, because it it felt strange to me. I was like, what do you mean? Like, I I have, I'm an RMT. I have my mm-hmm. license. Like, you know, massage is subjective. So if you don't like the way I treat you, you think that nobody will. But then right. eventually, the first time I ever did an active interview is because somebody made, made it make sense to me in that way. She was like, if you're going to be working here with us, we know our patients. We know, you know, the right. types of treatment plans we, that people are on or whatever. We just want to see that you kind of fit in with this business. And I was like, oh. Okay, then. Right. Then I'll do it. Right. Fine. But before that, I was like, well, why? Why am I just giving you a free massage? No. (laughs) Right. Exactly. I know. And it takes a while to get your thought process there. But I'm very selective with what I have in the clinic. And it's because of that. Like, I just want to make sure that they're listening to the client primarily, um, obviously, to a, a point where we could inform them that, you know what, actually, if I go any deeper, I know you're requesting that much pressure. It's already turning red and inflamed. I'm going to injure you, right? Like up until a certain point, you listen, you, you are respectful to your client's needs. And sure, we, we do are educated in more, but we always have to remember that it's in our client's best interest. So if you're telling the client, no, you should be in that much pain, you're clearly bringing your shoulder to your, to your, uh, to your uh, ear, it hurts so much, but no, I know better. I was like, oh, 
Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. What do your treatments look like? Because you keep saying these words functional movement. And for okay. anyone who's listening that doesn't totally understand what that means. Functional like, yeah. rehab or movement therapy. So uh, what we decided to do before, we were only offering 60-minute uh, sessions, right? And then when, when I became more... Um, interested in actually fixing problems <laughs> instead of just massaging where it hurt, I said, you know what? No, initial assessments have to be 75 minutes. Um, the first 15 minutes is a functional assessment. So function meaning movement. So we just see the quality of your movements. And in it's basically a couple movements. It's just hip flexion, extension, and rotations. And that could tell me enough about the quality of your segmental um, movement forward and backward and where you're compensating to see what I have to do. And it's, and it's just simple. And then we go into the treatment. I do my massage. I focus on some breath work. And then at the end, we do some active um, exercises, uh, whatever I suggest during the assessment to just turn everything back on for stability. So we just release certain areas, but now we're adding the stability at the end. Okay. So yeah, very, I mean, everybody treats very differently. Like you said, when your client said to you, this is massage therapy, and you said, this is how I do massage therapy, because like mm -hmm. with Mark, for example, he's, you know, Kin first, RMT second. Mm -hmm. um, his clients, a lot of the time, they're not getting on a table between sheets. They're not taking off clothes. Right. He's got them on the floor and he's using a combination exactly. of movements and things that look similar to like Thai massage techniques. He's right. you know, incorporating some cupping. Yeah. He's doing, you know, passive stretching, active stuff. Like it's, it's definitely very different than what people would view as massage therapy. But his people that see him are like, this is fucking awesome. Like I couldn't move right. my shoulder last week and now I can move my shoulder. So it's, yeah. It's very so I treat similar. I, I do both. I, I do passive and I treat similar to Mark as well. So what we've been doing, because now sometimes people are like, oh, I don't want all of that. I literally just want a massage. So when they call or when they book in, we're just, we just ask, have you injured yourself? Is there something that we have to assess in depth? then you would need initial assessment and we're probably going to incorporate some functional movement. So we tell them that before they even come in. Um, and then if they're like, no, you know what? I'm just stressed. I really need to shut down. Okay. So we'll just book them for 60 minutes. Even if it's their first time, they don't have to come in for that specific initial assessment. So we, we do both. What about the people who just want relaxation? Like they don't want anything if do you guys ever come into a scenario where someone comes in, they say they just want a massage and then they get on the table and they start telling you all these things, this injury, yes. that injury, whatever. Do you then say to them, you know, we suggest that you actually come in and do a movement assessment and do this? Or do you just kind Absolutely. of, if you don't want it, fine? Uh, no. So then we suggest, we say, okay, um, well, today's treatment, we weren't prepared to address all these concerns. We will address them. Uh, on the table, maybe with certain trigger points uh, to relieve some tension. But if you'd like to go in depth to actually see what's going on, then we would need to book you for our initial assessment next time just to see um, how you move, the quality of how you move and how else we can help you aside from just massage therapy. And how's the hypnotherapy going to fit into this? I know we started with this, but I'm I'm trying to see like based on like I'm, I'm kind of getting a like picture. a circuit type of like a circuit. Are you going with like, well, I'm just getting a picture of what it's like to be in your space. I'm picturing, you know, the fresh, the plants and the relax, mm -hmm. relaxing vibe. But then also, you know, if you've got an injury, we're going to assess your movement and we're going to do some active work and this and that. Like is 
are there certain patients that you have? Like, I mean, you've been treating for seven years, so you've probably mm-hmm. got some regulars. Are there certain patients that you have, you know, either with some sort of like anxiety issues or PTSD or whatever, yes. you know, addiction, like you had mentioned, are there certain people you can think of that you think hypnotherapy would totally benefit this person? Absolutely. And yeah. so what I've done was emailed them individually um, to one, let them know uh, why I think that they would benefit from it and um, how I think it's going to help them even with their physical ailments, right? Because you hold on to anxiety, you hold on to stress, that that translates to physical pain, right? right. Or childhood traumas, PTSD, that translates into physical pain. So if this pain is reoccurring, you know what, maybe it's time to to get on a different level before we continue treatment to see if that will help you. And so that's how I emailed them. Actually, it's funny that you just said that because I did that the other day. The hypnotherapy yeah. piece is definitely fascinating to me, and I can't wait till Mark and I can actually come out there and, and do see it, it yeah. and do, you know, be on site for that. Um, because I do have a, a couple of clients, not a lot, but I've got one that's in my mind in particular um, who has PTSD. He's had a lot of a lot of shit happen in his life that I think most of us would think like that only happens in the movies, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, I only know, of course, what he has been open with me about. I don't ask questions because, you know, I feel like anything he wants to tell me, he's going to tell me. But um, just since he's been coming for regular treatment with me, just the massage and actually sort of helping him understand like his his pain, because he's been dealing with chronic pain for years and just helping him sort of understand like what's going on and what I'm finding and doing all this stuff. Like, he's just different. He's got like a different bounce in his step lately. He comes in and the last time he was here, um, I really didn't expect this actually. Cause he's, he's usually kind of a pretty stoic, quiet guy. Like he doesn't say much. And he just said to me, like, he goes, I don't know what you do, man, but you're just the best. Like, I just, I feel like I'm, I feel like you've just put the blocks of my body back together and I'm, yeah. I can walk normal. I'm functioning normal. And here's the thing is not that I don't feel like I'm doing anything, but I think a lot of this is psychological for him, you know, like maybe just kind of understanding things because he's blocked out a lot of shit, right? Like he's blocked Mm -hmm. out a lot of the injury because of the trauma. And so I don't know, like I feel like psychologically he's starting to feel better. Maybe he needs a guided mushroom or ayahuasca trip. (laughs) No, I'm serious. Maybe, maybe. But I feel like, you know, as I'm listening about this hypnotherapy piece, I'm like, I'm wondering, you know, you combine the physical Mm -hmm. therapy that I'm doing with him, the massage and and whatnot. And then, you know, you add in the hypnotherapy. I'm like, he could feel like a whole new man. Like it's, it's so interesting. It helps. And it helps because I tried to really understand it is because we replace the chatter in our subconscious, we replace it with positive seeds. You know what I mean? Positive words, positive seeds. And that's how after 21 days of hearing that custom meditation, that is how you feel better. And that is how you change your like your beliefs or, or whatever you went in for. So it's it's an effort on both parts, but it definitely it would help. That is so cool. So what's yeah. next for you, Christina? Like you're now in your new forever home. Yeah. And the tubs are coming hopefully by February. So you're going to get, you know, the pediatric division going again and the hydrotherapy. I mean, I assume you guys are still massaging yes. um, infants and children and toddlers and yeah. whatever. But now you can get the hydro piece back in. So what's, what's, what's next? next is... Um, because I've sustained a lot, like my, with going on, trying to go on mat leave, cause you know, when you're on your own boss, you don't get mat leave. Um, with that, my, my business almost collapsed. It colla- almost collapsed many times while I tried to do that. Um, so it's a miracle that I'm still standing and I worked really hard to do that. I took many courses 
And this is going to go into supporting each other. So myself and Sarah King, who actually wants to be on your podcast, I messaged her the other day. I was on it. <laughs> I was going to say, was Sarah like, King just messaged me. No yeah, way. <laughs> so, I, so I messaged her to ask her if I can tell you guys about this because it's we're launching something in March, which I'm just going to get to. And she was like, oh, my God, I was just going to message them. And I was like, do it. They're always looking for people to spread the word of like new things and, and whatever. And, um, so Sarah King taught me at, um, uh, Brian college and she taught me infant massage and research. And after that, uh, we, you know, we went our separate ways. I graduated. I, I built all this up and then we reconnected. And what we're doing is we've partnered with her. So my business alternative healing and her business RMT for kids. Cause she started doing that over 20 years ago, our registered massage therapy for kids and specifically like autism and, and, uh, disabilities and things like that. We've partnered up and now, um, I am a part of her team to teach RMTs, uh, Canadian pediatric massage therapy in 2021. And awesome. actually, you guys are a part of the Facebook group, Canadian Massage, uh, Canadian Pediatric Massage Therapy. I think Mark yep. is. Yep. Yeah. So Sarah and I are working towards, um, we would like it to be like the, the way we want it to go, especially Sarah, um, making it like an accredited uh, course, like a, like a certification, but you know how that goes. Like, you know, we have to bring it to the board. We have, we still have a lot to do for that. Um, so in the meantime, we're going to finish it and offer it in hopefully March, 2021. Um, and this is going back to actually debunking the baby spa stuff. So I'm all up, like, I am a, I try to be a good human <laughs> and I try to remain humble. Um, and, um, all those baby spas, I'm not knocking them. It's just a totally different thing of what I wanted um, and they and what they wanted. But now what I've thought of, I was like, you know what? Why don't I reach out to them and see if they want me to train their massage therapist so now this can reach more people, right? So we can be united and have one form of treatment mm -hmm. all over, right? Like that's where I go to things. Um, I want to help everybody. I want to support everyone, um, even in like, especially during this time and going back to my business, almost crumbling, I've learned a lot. And even other RMTs who like my posts, I physically message them and say, thank you so much for taking the time to like my post. It means a lot coming from another RMT and they've appreciated it so much that they're like, oh, I'm one year out and I really want to, you know, I really want to, um, get my business to a certain level. I'm like, you know what? Let's sit down. I will show you what worked for me. I'll show you what I've done. You have to put in the work. This doesn't come from, it wasn't just given to me. Mm -hmm. Right. I will show you how I got there and let's get you to that level. Right. So I'm going into the teaching part next. So that's what's coming for me next, uh, especially with the pediatric. Uh, with Sarah King and her business RMT for kids. I think that'll be really fun. And yeah, reaching out to the other baby spas because it's kind of, you know, it. <laughs> I'm again, I'm not knocking them either. I'm just kind of no. giggling. I'm thinking because I have kids. I'm like, did I ever consider taking them to a baby spa well, just for relaxation? Do <laughs> I don't know. know what my dad said to me, my own father. Okay. My, my own father when I was like, dad, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get these tubs. And he, first of all, he's a very comfortable man. He does not take risks. Okay. He's God bless him. He's 60. He does not take risks. And he's like, who the hell is going to bring the kid? Are you going to make money? Like, are you, like you're doing fine. Like, are you going to make money? <laughs> like, like who the hell is going to bring their kid 
to put them inside a, a hemorrhoid pillow. He's the one that told me that it looked like a hemorrhoid pillow uh, inside a tub. And I was like, you don't understand how I'm going to do it. Like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm not listening to you. That's when you say, dad, man, people will do anything with their insurance money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's another huge part. So a lot of the advertisement from those places, I was like, I, I had to close my eyes because I was like, I'm pretty sure you can't do that. <laughs> I was uh -oh. like, I'm pretty... I'm pretty sure you can't advertise it like that. So yeah. I don't, actually don't tell out. me. Don't tell me. I don't want to know. <laughs> no, it's all over. It's it's already a RMTL thread. It's been an RMTL thread for a very long time. Oh boy. And I'm just and sometimes I'm so I'm such a nice person that I actually reach out to them and I was like, listen, I I don't know if your massage therapist tell you this, but I don't think you should advertise it like that because conflict of interest and insurance and da 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 da. And then I just started minding my own business because it wasn't received well. So, well, yeah, I can just like I was saying, when it comes to like the education piece, I think that your yours and Sarah's idea of having it be a little bit more streamlined Mainstream, and everybody kind yeah. of doing the same thing. Then again, it comes to then educating the public and making the public aware that, you know, there are things there are benefits to getting treatment for your babies and your toddlers and, you know, going to an RMT that focuses on this, it should be that no matter where you go, you can expect that they understand how to work with babies and, and toddlers because it's it's not the same as working with an adult. You know, we had no. somebody on here who works specifically with children. And, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, and actually what I really liked about what she was doing, Heidi, is that, you know, she was focusing on the fact that, like, children are people. You know, like, she they wants are. her the kids that she's working with, she wants them to do the talking. She wants it to be about them, the appointments about them and how they want to get their treatment, not about what their parents want. And I was like, that's exactly that's a really good insight to have is like understanding that, you know, this is about the the kids. So, you know, when you're taking your baby to a baby spa, that might just be for something fun and cute and you post it on Instagram and whatever. But, you know, there are babies and toddlers who have legitimate concerns. So for example, um, my oldest daughter, when she was first born, I noticed that her left foot was developing like sort of um, everted, like when she was first mm -hmm you know, pulling herself to stand and uh, cruising around the furniture, her her left foot just, eh, the ankle didn't look great to me. And of course, I brought it up to the pediatrician. I brought it up to my doctor. And like you said, they're just not trained functionally that way. And they're like, ah, no big deal, right. no big deal. And it probably wouldn't have been a big deal. But I feel like had well, I had... first concern is she going to die? Right, exactly. She's not going <laughs> to die from this. So bad. they're like, okay, We're so okay so what? She's got a wonky right. ankle. No big deal. But I feel like, you know, because I'm a massage therapist that's the way I'm looking at her right and so I was thinking just now when you were saying this you know if I had known that like you know get it baby massage and all this was like such a big thing at the time that I was dealing with this with her maybe I would have brought her to somebody like you and you know let's see what we can do about strengthening the correct muscles and her ankle right. and do you know doing whatever we can to make sure that she develops properly and that this isn't going to be an issue in the future I mean this kid didn't walk until she was 19 months old I was starting to get concerned yeah. we did actually bring a pediatric physio in just to ease my mind a little because it, it didn't seem like the, there was anything wrong and the right. physio she did her assessments and whatever and she said you know what she just doesn't want to and that was exactly it one oh, day she just stood up and walked she just didn't want to that's it right <laughs> that's it and She's like, fuck um, off guys i'll walk when i fucking want to <laughs> exactly walk. it's usually us overthinking everything my husband tells me all the time like my daughter uh anything she has i'm like she just started school and she hated her life for the first two weeks. Like it was like torture dropping her off. And I cried my like life away for two weeks. 
um, it was like someone was abducting her after drop off. Like yeah. that's how bad it went. And I was like, Oh my God, we're going to have to get an OT in here. We're going <laughs> to have to get her assessed because maybe she's not self-regulating properly. My husband's like, you understand that she, she just was at Nonna's house, like, um, my mother's house. Like that's all she knows is yep. us and her grandparents. And now we just dropped off with a stranger, like calm your hormones. How easily, how easily it is for like parents to overreact. But when you're oh, not yeah. the parent, when you're like, outside of the situation rationally you can say okay she's never had any exposure to being by herself and having to deal with things on her own so of course she's going to be upset but as a right. parent immediately you go to oh my goodness she's not self-regulating we're going to have to get professional exactly. help <laughs> oh my goodness exactly yeah but there's all, there's also the middle ground the, and the middle ground is let's recognize what she's going through let's yeah. also right. let's also not just dismiss it because she's going to get over this and this is just the way it's going to have to be so buck up kid because this is what's going to have to happen there's a big middle ground there where definitely I can identify with what's going on, kiddo, and uh, let, let's have a talk about this. I'm so happy that you actually brought that up because that's where that's where uh, Sarah and I uh, found the huge void is a lot of children just say with that might have uh, sensory issues like autism or, or not even just on the spectrum, just a sensory regulation issue are being deemed behavioral. Yes. Right. And it's not a behavior. They can't deal with the noise in the next room. Right. So then. So that's where we're trying to fill the gap. Isn't it so funny how we can accept that for an adult? So for example, I've said on the podcast a few times that I do deal with anxiety myself. And it wasn't until recent years that I really realized what it was, right? Because my anxiety doesn't present the way I thought anxiety should. And so one of the things is I'm actually very sensitive to being overstimulated. Like when there's too Mm -hmm. much going on, Mm -hmm. I can really shut down and I can kind of like, have a little bit of a freak out in my mind. And when I say too much going on, it might not be too much for somebody else, but it's too much for me. Like if there's a ton of noise right. happening, like, you know, when I've got my three-year-old climbing me at the same time, my phone is ringing, my six-year-old mm-hmm. is asking, you know, like all of these things happening at once, I can get very overwhelmed. And so we can recognize that in, in an adult and like, okay, it's it's a mental health concern and you have anxiety, but then kids, we just expect like, why are you acting like that? Why are you behaving like that? Why are you freaking out? Well, because they're humans, they're right. Tiny they're humans. little humans yeah. that haven't even, don't even have the knowledge we do yet, right? So that's exactly where Sarah and I are coming from, and and um, why we want to change the path for uh, Canadian pediatric massage therapy. That's exactly it. Very cool. Well, when you guys are yeah. up and running, maybe I will take a course. I feel like Absolutely. there's always things you can learn from everybody. I made a joke on one of our more recent episodes. We had a guy uh, come in to take a course here at Con Ed with Mark and I. We did like a one-on-one training with him. Are you talking about Mike? Yeah. and I Mike mean, was my teacher. <laughs> right. And so you know, yeah. like Mike is a very knowledgeable guy, right? And I made a joke like, what are you doing learning from me? Right. But that's, right. I mean, I was obviously joking, but it's, it's so very true. Even somebody who's a year out. I mean, everybody has different life experiences and has done different things that could teach you something. So I have kids, I treat kids, I work with kids, but would I say I'm an expert in pediatric massage? No. Do I want to be? Yeah, maybe. So when you and Sarah get up and running, maybe I will be one of your students then. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm so excited. Actually, I'm going to take, I'm taking one of your courses that the understanding movement one is super interesting to me right now and how I could apply it to my uh, aqua therapy. So that's definitely something I'm going to take soon. Love it. Mark teaches that. So you'll be working with him. That's perfect. Is there anything else you want 
to know from Christina before we finish up today? I feel like I should have came in with like uh, some Prosecco. I feel like we're friends. (laughs) Um, You just said the magical words. Now we are friends. Oh my goodness. I I can't offer you Prosecco at my shop, but we'll get some cold pressed juices there. (laughs) Liability 101. Do you guys teach that course? (laughs) Actually, kind of do. Yeah, actually. (laughs) Oh, is that the professional practice and ethics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Mark was going to ask a question before you said Prosecco. I got excited. Favorite thing to do on the table? As the therapist. My favorite, favorite thing to do on the table. That's hard. Um, That is a difficult one. I think it would have to be recently I incorporated a side lying um, rhomboid um, upper trap and um, uh, cervical spine release. And that is probably my favorite thing right now. Nice. Is that because you have issues in your... Yes. Rob- okay. <laughs> as soon as Mark said that, it's got me thinking about what's my favorite thing to do. And you know how, I don't know about you, but when I was in school, it was sort of always drilled to us, like, you tend to treat the way you want to be treated. A hundred thousand percent. And so recently, <laughs> my most favorite thing to do on the table is always about thoracic spine mobility because mine there sucks. You go. Yeah. Actually, breathing can help. Fine. <laughs> I could teach you some. I can teach you some things. <laughs> the educator who's had the biggest impact on your practice. I would have to say Sarah King because she taught me research and she taught me infant massage. And if I didn't have that solid research, I would not advance in my career or know how, know how to research properly. Our interview question. Where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> oh, dear. So... Five years, I would be on a beach. No, <laughs> hopefully, um, five years, I will be teaching uh, more than I practice. I will be enjoying more time with my kids and having the business run itself Beautiful. and educating like everyone how to massage functionally. That is my goal. If you win the lottery, <laughs> <laughs> if I win the lottery, I am hiring a massage therapist for myself <laughs> every day. I'm hiring I should no, I'm joking. Um, if I win the lottery, I would make sure my parents, my family were okay financially. Our mortgage was paid off. And I would probably, my husband would kill me, but I would want to donate some money to like causes, like children <laughs> causes. Why would your husband kill you on that? Because <laughs> like, we could be taking donate, more vacation. <laughs> donate, donate to my muscle car fund. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh my God, you said his magical word. That's he's right. turning 40 in March and he's been wanting a muscle car to fix up. Right. And I was like, that thing is not staying in our garage. I will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, recently, I, I maybe three nights ago or something, I had scratch tickets that were in my purse for days and days and days and days. And I just kept forgetting about them. So Mark was working and I'm sitting beside him and I'm doing scratch tickets. Or sorry, I thought Mark was working. And all of a sudden he says to me, you know, I sometimes I think I would just like to win the lottery. And I was like, well, first of all, you never play the lottery. So it's not going to happen. <laughs> And he's There's like, an important factor. And I, I look over at his computer, which, you know, I thought was open because he was working and he's looking at muscle cars. And I'm like, oh, no, my OK, goodness. this makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. This makes sense. Right. Um, what would you guys do if you won the lottery? Well, Other we, than Mark and buying his muscle cars. Mark would definitely buy his cars. Um, motorcycles uh, more than cars. Motorcycles right. and cars. Yeah. Motorcycles and cars. Um Again, it's it's easy to say what you think you would do before I know, it's having so the difficult. money. But so difficult. Truthfully, I think that as much as 
I think I would either go in the direction of literally just dedicating my life to just being with my kids and enjoying my yeah. kids because they're they're just not little for long enough. Like already them being six I and three, know. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, how'd you guys get so big? So part of me would want to just do that. But then the other part of me actually realizes how sometimes I do need some space from them. Like sometimes I right. do need to go to work and do my own thing and use my brain and my, so I I think what I would do is probably like you, um, put money into sort of expanding our business, you know, mm-hmm. hiring more instructors for Con Ed, maybe getting a really nice studio. Mark's laughing because he would never let anybody teach his courses. He that's, would, that's, he's got to be I'd in be control. Like, if you want to hire me, I, we can teach the pediatric <laughs> massage there on your Con Ed Institute. I'm laughing. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because then. I would do none of this. Yeah, I'd be like, I'm Mark folding would up shop. Fold up and <laughs> I'm going on vacation permanently. Yeah. See, and you know why I think it's easy for him to say that? I've evaluated this because Mark still has, um, not still has, it's not like he gets time to do them, but Mark has hobbies. Like he's really into, you know, buying old bikes and tearing them apart and Mm -hmm. rebuilding them. He's got his music, like he has hobbies. And I truly feel, and I'm not saying this to like get sympathy or whatever, but I truly feel like, I don't think I have any hobbies. And I was talking to- We don't have any hobbies, we are mothers. Yeah, I was talking to another mom about this and she said, no, I feel the same. I feel like- I, I don't have anything that I'm passionate about because I'm always thinking about like, what are the next things I have to do for the kids and this and that. And I was like, yeah, Work, you know, yeah. I so maybe the solution then if Mark wants to close up shop would be then I am going to have to pick up some hobbies. I think I would go back into my hobbies too. I loved uh, before the accident, um, I was pretty heavy into uh, sports, soccer, dance. So I think I would pick those up as well we would definitely if we won the lottery mark we could definitely have a home gym so we could get like super in shape again he's looking at me like no thanks <laughs> he's like i just want the garage fuck was, the gym that was, <laughs> that was a past that's life. It. i'm done with that life oh i'm okay. in the second half of, of the whole thing and, and that's that's not a part of it it's not a part of no, it at no, all no not at all i it dominated you did, you it, did say you wanted to start doing yoga that's with me. fine that's that's not that's not going nuts so that dominated too much of the first half of my life that i don't care to have it dominate the second half talking about yoga ddp yoga do you know diamond dallas page yep so i grew up with wrestling and he's big into that he created that program for wrestlers yep. like yep. broken down wrestlers and there's yep. a good there is a good um a documentary about uh res uh res i think jake the snake resurrection it's pretty cool and i got the app and we pay for the subscription it's really good and it's half hour it's quick you can do it in between the kids snapping <laughs> or killing each other. I saw when he was on Joe Rogan, he was showing a video of some dude. I can't remember the backstory with that dude. I think the dude might have been ex-military. He might have been injured while while working or while serving. And this dude like couldn't walk, gained tons mm-hmm. of weight, blah, blah, blah. And then he started doing uh, Diamond Dallas Page's stuff. And yeah. then you can see the video, the video montage of this guy going through a year of stuff. And he went yep. from not walking at all to by the end of it doing fucking handstands. Upside and, down, yeah, right? Yeah. I know exactly which one you're talking yeah, about. Really, that's in the that's in the documentary as well. Yeah, it was really impressive. It was nice. really impressive. I got one more question for you. Stolen straight from inside the actor studio, James Lipton, since you already said you have a trucker mouth. What's your favorite swear word? <laughs> <laughs> it has to be fuck right it has to be yeah it has to be that is my that is my go-to usually as my as my kid is screaming downstairs for mama right now <laughs> mama fuck yeah. <laughs> have you ever actually heard your kids swear actually uh no but what they what they did start saying was shit 
and Jesus Christ, which is really bad. I was like, no, 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 no. We are in a Catholic school. You do not say Jesus' name in vain. You can they say just shit, taught you prayers. Jesus they just taught you prayers. They just, just, just say your prayers. We do not say that. So now I'm catching. I'm really actively trying to catch myself. It's hard. Yeah, we uh, we talked about this before, but we we heard our kid say fuck one time, but we don't think it came from us. I honestly, the more us. and more I think about it, I think it was my father. I think we can blame my dad. I'm very mindful about the language I use around the children. I'm super mindful about it. Yeah. We have to be. If they're not in earshot, then I might let it happen at home a little bit more. But generally when I'm at home and there's people around, uh, I keep it it under wraps. So what I've tried to do was say four, five, six and sugar. <laughs> so that is my those are my go-tos now oh, sugar four five six anyway uh before we sign off today why don't you for anyone listening um how can people get in touch with you where can they follow you give us some contact information absolutely so our website is www.alternativehealingmt as in massagetherapy.com our email is info at alternativehealingmt.com. Instagram is at alternativehealingmt. And that's basically where you can find us. Our phone number is 905-265-95. Oh, wait, I should probably... Zero one. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Christina. We will definitely be in touch to come out there. Um, we, you know, Maybe we can sneak the Prosecco in. I don't know. <laughs> After hours for sure. After hours. <laughs> Thank you so much. This is really interesting. And um, I appreciate all of the information. I'm excited when you and Sarah get these courses going. Yes. Thank you so much, guys. It was truly, um, I'm truly grateful to be on the podcast. I love you guys. And um, we'll speak soon. Right on. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. Purse.